Good morning, it is so great to see you. Welcome to those of you joining with us online. So great whether we can gather together and worship this morning. And I'd love to extend a warm welcome to Paul and Kathy who are back from their break. It's great to have you guys here with us again. You got in just before the years ended, so that's awesome. Now, forgive me, for some this might seem a little premature, but Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Life Church. We are only 21 days away from Christmas. Can you believe it? We are in the silly season now. Now, can I ask this morning, who has their tree up already? Okay, yep. Got your tree up, you got your decorations out. I've got to tell you, I've got to be honest, you see, I was conned this year. I was conned. You see, I'm normally a not until December kind of person. I love Christmas and I love the decorations, but I love it in the month of December. And so when the malls start getting it out in November, some of them even October, I go, no, that's not okay. So I'm normally a not until December person, but given that December 1st fell on a Thursday this this year, my wife, Anna, who's lovely, but very manipulative, (laughs) said, hey, December 1st, it's a Thursday, you're not gonna have time, I'm not gonna have time, we're gonna be busy, we'll be tired. Why don't we put it up this past weekend instead? And so it makes me sick to say, but our tree went up in November this year. Yeah. (laughs) But Christmas is a wonderful time, isn't it? It's a chance to connect with friends and family. And yes, it's chaotic and it's busy and there's longer queues and larger crowds and there's more impatient drivers. You know, we can often associate Christmas with a whole lot of stress and planning and spending, but it is a wonderful time. It's a time of love, thanksgiving, sharing presents, eating too much food, going on holiday and having a break. It's a wonderful time. But for those of us who are followers of Jesus, we understand that as wonderful as those things are, there is even a greater meaning behind Christmas, a greater reason for celebration, a greater reason to give thanks, a greater reason for joy, because we know that in a town called Bethlehem, a Saviour was born. The greatest gift to humanity. The greatest gift to you and I that 2,000 years ago, God became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus, our Messiah, the one who was promised, who would come to set the captives free, to set us free from the power of sin and death through his sacrifice on the cross and bring us into new life through his resurrection three days later. And my prayer is this morning is that throughout our service today, you would feel again the wonder and the awe of what Christmas truly means. Whether this is your thousandth time hearing the story or whether it is your very first time, I pray that the wonder of what Christmas means for you and I would be stirred again in your heart. And as I begin, can I ask you a question? Have you ever felt lonely? 
Has anyone ever felt lonely? Raise your hand. Has anyone ever felt lonely? Perhaps some of you are feeling lonely right now. That sense of being all on your own. Or not so much being on your own, but being unseen. You know, none of us are physically alone right now, maybe apart from those watching online, but none of us here in the room are physically alone. We're surrounded by hundreds of other people, yet it's that feeling of being unseen, unnoticed, unwanted, that can so often plague our hearts. And I'm sure you will have felt this feeling at some point in your life when you feel as if the whole world is going past and yet no one even knows you exist. Or the feeling that no one else is able to share in what you are facing right now. You're all alone in your struggles, all alone in the difficulties of life. And studies are showing that loneliness, the feeling of loneliness is an increasing problem for us in New Zealand. As we become more and more reliant on technology for connection, interpersonal relationships can deteriorate. And I'm sure that the recent pandemic and its subsequent lockdowns and social restrictions haven't helped. We've all felt lonely at some point or another. I know that I have. I've had times in my life when I felt as if there was no one there for me. Even if that hadn't necessarily been true, I can look back on those moments where I would say I felt lonely and I can list all the people who I know for sure were there for me and they love me and they cherish me, but it's when you're in the depths of that feeling and you're wallowing in it and it sets in, it can be hard to focus on anything else when feeling takes over and facts disappear. And it makes me wonder how Mary must have felt. Mary, the mother of Jesus, who had an angel appear to her telling her that through the Holy Spirit she would conceive a son before she was even married. Let's read about her here from Luke chapter one, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words. That's probably a big understatement. I think you and I would be greatly troubled if an angel appears in our room and saying, The Lord is with you. I'm waiting for the, what does that mean? <laughs> but the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. This is the beginning of the Christmas story with an angel appearing to Mary telling her that she's about to become pregnant before she's even married. And the angel also appears to Joseph, her fiance, because when he discovers that she's pregnant, he starts thinking, maybe I need to call this thing off. But the angel reassures him and says, no, this is all happening at God's direction. 
And so he marries her. I can't imagine the loneliness that Mary and Joseph must have felt in those months leading up to Jesus' birth. You have to remember this was a culture in which having a a baby outside of marriage was a big no-no. Can you imagine the accusations, the criticisms, the nicknames, the rumours, the sideways glances as they went about their town? Can you imagine them trying to convince their friends and family, we promise you we haven't been naughty. This baby is a miracle from the Holy Spirit. They weren't physically alone. But how was anyone else to understand or empathise with what they were going through? Even though an angel had appeared to them both, I'm sure they both would have still had their doubts. I'm sure they would have still had so many questions. They would have been confused and probably scared. They would have been lonely, as many of us still face today. And this morning during worship, you would have heard a reading from the book of Isaiah. And the reading was a series of prophecies about Jesus' birth. Isaiah lived and this book was written around 700 years before Jesus was born. And yet this book contains some of the most incredible messages about the coming of Christ. Things like where he would be born, his ancestry, the manner of his birth, how he would live, what he would be like, and how he would die. I wanna read it again from Isaiah chapter seven and nine. Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And Isaiah nine, verse six and seven. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. Isn't that good for us this morning? The government, the rule of this earth is on his shoulders, not yours or mine. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This prophecy was given And then 700 years later, Jesus was conceived in Mary's womb through the power of the Holy Spirit. And one of the names that was given to him or one of the titles that was bestowed upon him was Emmanuel, which means God with us or God is with us. Are you feeling lonely this morning? Are you feeling lonely this Christmas season? Well, if you are, I want you to know that God is with us. Not just with us, but God is with you. And if you were here last week, you would have heard Carl remind you that God loves you. He loves you, he loves you. And I wanna remind you this morning that not only does he love you, but he is with you. He is with you wherever you go. There is nowhere you can go to hide from his presence in your life. There is nothing that you can do that would cause him to run away from you. Nothing you can do to stop him from loving you the way that he does. In fact, for those of us as followers of Jesus, the Bible tells us that Christ dwells in our hearts through faith. So no matter where we go, no matter what we 
doom, no matter what we might feel internally or what we might face externally, the promise of salvation is that God is with you. He is with you. As Psalm 139 says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. And as I read this passage a few days ago, I felt that there was someone here this morning and you feel, you feel so unworthy to be loved by God. You look at the state of your life right now and you're thinking there is no way that God could love me. There is no way that I could be acceptable before God because of the things I have done. And you feel if I hide in my darkness, then I don't have to face up to the love of God. If I can hide in my darkness, then I don't have to face up to what it is that I've done. I wanna tell you this morning, there is nowhere you can go to hide from God's love. God is with you. He sent Jesus to die in your place because he loves you. And the scripture says that the night will shine like the day. You don't have to hide from God because He loves you. And He wants to bring you out of darkness and into the light. Because when He brings things into the light, it's not to bring shame, it's not to bring condemnation, it's to bring healing and to set you free. What the psalmist is saying is there is nowhere you can go to escape God's presence. You see, the truth is, is that our sin created a separation between us and God. God is a perfect God. He is without blemish, without sin, and we are not. We've all made mistakes. We've all stuffed things up. We live broken, imperfect lives. Yes, we try to do the best we can with what we've got, but our best efforts are nothing compared to the perfection of God. It's our sin and our mistakes, they create a separation between us and a perfect God. But it's a separation that God doesn't want because God wants to be with you. He loves you more than you can imagine. You are His creation, His masterpiece, His prized possession, and He so desires to be with you, to live life with you. And He loves you so much that He sent Jesus, who was God. God became flesh came to this earth born as a baby in Bethlehem to bridge the gap between us and God because He is Emmanuel, God with us. When Jesus came to this earth, it was literally God with us, but it was also a declaration of His mission and His purpose to make the way for us to be reconciled with God, to make the way for God to be with us. God was with us so we could again be with God. Taking our sin upon Himself, dying on the cross, taking the punishment that we all deserve, that I so deserve. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. The punishment of sin is death, but Jesus took that upon Himself so that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. God loves you and He's with you. 
Listen to these other titles of Jesus from that passage in Isaiah. Wonderful counselor. He is our counselor and our guide. He leads us with wisdom and with grace, counsels you in the right ways to go, gives you wisdom and understanding, discernment in the times. You don't have to blindly stumble through this life. You have a wonderful counselor who is with you. Mighty God. He is the Son of God. Philippians 2 verse 10 says that one day every knee will bow and tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. One day all creation will bow before Him. He is mighty God. He is unshakable and powerful. Nothing surprises Him and nothing can change Him. And He is the rock upon which our lives are built. And so mighty is that rock that even when the storms of life rage, our lives need not crumble. In fact, He is so mighty that He gives us the strength to stand firm in the midst of any challenge. His strength is available to us no matter what we are walking through. Everlasting Father. He's our compassionate Father who never leaves us nor forsakes us. And I know that not all of us here, not everyone in this room will have had a great experience of a father. But I wanna tell you, this father, the father is different. He's a constant, he's always present, loving you as a father should, encouraging you, spurring you on, championing you in what you are facing, the one you can run to when things are hard and know that he welcomes you with open arms. Always available to listen and to comfort. He's the one who trains you, teaches you, and equips you for every good work. And he is the Prince of Peace. Philippians 4 verse seven says that in Jesus, the peace of God, which goes beyond our understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds. Through Christ, we have peace no matter what is going on around us. Even even when the world seems to have no peace, seems to have every opinion under the sun, seems to be torn in so many different directions. As followers of Him, we have a peace that cannot be explained. It's a peace that doesn't make sense. And it's a peace that people will notice in your life because people will see you and expect you to be reacting the same way that they are in anxiety and in stress and freaking out about what is going on and outrage, but not you. Your heart and your mind are guarded by the Prince of peace. But all of those are only possible because He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is your wonderful counsellor wherever you go. He is mighty God in every situation you face. He is your everlasting Father at all times and every day. He is your Prince of Peace. Worship team, if you'd like to join me again, that would be great. You know, I asked you this morning if you had ever felt lonely. You see, the Christmas story, as we've read, starts in a place of loneliness. Mary and Joseph going, we don't know how we're gonna do this, how we're gonna navigate through this. We don't even know what this all means, but we're simply walking in faith. It starts in a place of loneliness, and yet it ends at Jesus' birth with God with us. God who is love, 
who is compassion, who is grace, mercy, strength, and protection. God being with you is the furthest place away from loneliness that you can get. This is the Christmas story that we read in the Bible. And yet it is meant to be the Christmas story in our lives as well. Where once I was cut off because of my sin and my shame, I was alone, I was isolated, I lived in darkness and I had no hope. But then Christ enters my life and He covers my sin and He covers my shame. He removes my condemnation where once I was alone and I was isolated. Now I have a heavenly Father who never leaves me or abandons me. I never need to feel lonely again because I have the presence of God that goes with me. And Christ dwells in my heart through faith. And now I have a new life to live. And I'm only alive because of Christ. That is what Christmas means for me. That my whole life now belongs to my Saviour. My whole life now belongs to Jesus and what a hope and what a joy and what a peace I have in Him. And this is the Christmas story that God is outworking in the world today. In Luke chapter two, as Jesus was born, angels appeared to shepherds in the countryside saying, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. This is the good news that brings great joy to all people, that there is a Saviour available. They don't have to remain alone. They don't have to remain without purpose, without hope, without joy, but because of Christ, He has made a way for us to be reconnected with our Father in heaven. It is great joy for all people because it is available for all people. The good news is an open invitation to anyone who will receive it. It doesn't matter what kind of life you've lived up until this point. It doesn't matter what you think of yourself, whether you consider yourself worthy or not, because the truth is none of us are worthy. None of us deserve the hope that we find in the Christmas story. None of us can earn our way into it. The church is not a museum of perfect people. The church is a hospital for people like me who know without a shadow of a doubt that they need a Saviour. I can't do this on my own. And I am only who I am today because of Jesus. In the dark and lonely moments of my life, being bullied in primary school, family challenges when I was young, relocating to a new city, having friends from school take their own life, losing my mum to cancer. As difficult as those moments have been and as difficult I know there will be moments in the future I can stand before you this morning and tell you I have great joy because through it all, God is with me. He was with me then, He is with me now and He will be with me forever. And He is my wonderful Counsellor. He is my mighty God. He is my everlasting Father and He is my Prince of Peace because He is Emmanuel, God with us. And He is with you today. If you are able, would you stand with me this morning? I would love the privilege of praying over you today.
This morning, I would love to pray for anyone who is feeling lonely. You know, as I've been talking about loneliness or feeling unseen or unwanted, I would love to pray over you because that's not God's heart for you. He is a God who wants to be with you, wants to walk with you through everything you face, wants to be your companion in the midst of life. Jesus Jesus came to set you free from shame and condemnation. You don't have to walk in isolation because not only do you have a Father in heaven who loves you, but you have a church family who would love to gather around you. But I'd love to pray for anyone who's feeling lonely this morning. But I also wanna take a moment to pray for anyone You're here this morning and you'd go, actually, I don't think I have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know what the hope of the Christmas story means for me in my life. I wouldn't say that I'm walking with God. And if that's you this morning, all I wanna do is simply pray that you would feel something of the presence of God in your heart this morning. You would feel the Holy Spirit impact your heart with His incredible love for you. That you would know the hope to which He has called you, that you'll be able to experience this new life going from darkness and into the light, that you would know Jesus as the rock upon which your life can be built, that you would know the peace of God which goes beyond all understanding. It's a peace that you cannot explain when everything around you could be crumbling, everything around you could be raging and screaming. You're going, I've got no idea how I'm going to get through this. You have a peace in your heart because Jesus is with you. He wants you to experience that. And so with every eye closed and head bowed, if you simply just wanna respond, why don't you just open your arms just as a way of saying, I wanna receive this this morning. And even if you don't wanna do that, just respond in your heart saying, you know what, God, I wanna receive you today. I'm gonna pray for those who are lonely first. And then as I come to the point of praying for those who don't yet know Jesus, if you wanna respond, just simply say, okay, God, let me feel your presence. Jesus, I thank you that you are Emmanuel, that you are with us. You promised as you left your disciples, you said you would not leave us as orphans, but you would give us the Holy Spirit to live within us and walk with us. And so Holy Spirit, I pray right now for anyone who is feeling lonely, anyone who's feeling unseen or unwanted or unnoticed, Holy Spirit, would you fill them afresh with your loving power right now in Jesus' Name. Remind them right now that they are a loved child of God, that they are known, they are seen, they are known by name and you wanna walk with them. Lord, for anyone who feels like they're living in darkness right now, Lord, I just break that chain of condemnation. For anyone who's feeling like they're not worthy to receive God's love, not worthy to receive His presence, that is a lie of the enemy. And I break that condemnation in Jesus' Name. Holy Spirit, fill them afresh with Your compassionate love. And Lord, for those who need a fresh touch from You, who are going, actually, I don't know who You are. Holy Spirit, would You just impact their heart right now in Jesus' Name. For those who are searching, who are crying out to you, Holy Spirit, impact their heart. Fill them with your love. You are our wonderful counsellor, our mighty God, our Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace, would you rest on people's hearts. You're our everlasting Father. Bring compassion, bring love right now in Jesus' Name. And Lord, for all of us as we approach this Christmas season, Let our hearts be so full of joy and hope that it would radiate to a lost and broken world. 
as we go about our lives, into our workplaces, into our schools, into whatever sphere of influence you have placed us, would your presence go with us? Would people see the hope we have in you? Let it shine like a city on a hill. Because you will reign forevermore. And we thank you for the hope we have in you. In Jesus' mighty name. So let's sing together.